<laughs> while while Dale stares at you uh, intensely. Good fail. Just, I'm just waiting for him. <laughs> Three, to for five minutes. two, one, go. Hello, it's your boys and cats here. <laughs> <clears throat> right. I thought you were going to roll with that. That was good. <laughs> I was in. I was ready. I was there. Ready to rumble. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Wait, trying to trying to hype you up again. Yeah. Right. That's YouTube what? entrance. This. That's YouTube and a entrance. Three and a two and a one and it's taken away, Lloyd. Hello, it's your boys from Uncapped here. So I'm Lloyd Frangos, and today I am going to be joined by Phil Dickens and Dale Hooper. So today we're going to be talking about the Last Generation faves, as it's the one-year anniversary of the well the latest gen now with ps5 xbox series x and all that so dale what would you say is your top game of the last gen right on to me damn damn let me uh... i'm being harsh <laughs> difficult today quick question for this thing up is this is it the ninth gen now yes is it technically yes. the ninth gen of yes. ps5 is ninth it's crazy because it doesn't feel like a year. I guess because like the lockdown Down, and yeah, the pandemic, it just doesn't. And it feels like no one has the new consoles because no one can get them. But yeah, so we're we're talking last gen, and we're talking yeah. like our favorite games Xbox in one. that. Yeah, Xbox. yeah. Nintendo Switch. Do you do you count the Switch in that gen then, or is the Switch in ninth gen? According to Wikipedia, it's part of the eighth gen, and Wikipedia, okay. as we all know, is the it's most reliable source. 100% correct. Every time. <laughs> I guess the the Nintendo Switch OLED is it the is ninth, the ninth gen. gen. Yeah, that's it's not um, the equivalent of the PlayStation Four Pro or anything. <laughs> but um, I I think for me, I'd have to talk about like my most impactful game of last generation, and I, this is my list is not original. I, I guess one game is, but. The most, like, impactful game, I think the game that I probably spent the most time playing, and I bought probably over three different, like, well, I never had that on PlayStation, but I had it on PC, Switch, and Xbox, so, you know, was Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is just, oh, it's, I love it. I love Stardew Valley. Have you both played Stardew Valley? Yes, I have. We've played it. I have not, I'm afraid. Oh. Yeah, it's so good. So it's like it's it's born from. Uh, do you know Harvest Moon, Phil? Have you ever I, seen Harv? It, it, it's I'm like smile, I'm just gonna smile and nod. And... <laughs> I played that. Game. <laughs> Did you play Harvest Moon? I never played a Harvest bit, Moon. Yeah, a little bit. It, it it's just a game where you get gifted your grandfather's um farm. It's it's like derelict. It's it's beat up, and you have a town, and you have to fix up the farm start making money and you have like you can make a relationship or you can like build your relationships with the town people they all have like their own birthdays there's events within there it's it's a game that like it just it just sucks you in it just completely and utterly if you want to sit there and become like a, a capitalist overlord and just min max the the hell out of your farm and make as much money as you got you can do that but if you want to like make your farm look pretty and you know go speak to everyone remember their birthdays interact with them learn loads about them you can go do that 
there's even combat in the game. You can go to the mines and, and do all that. It's it's a game that on the surface doesn't look like there's something for everyone, but once you start playing it, there's, there's just something yeah. for everyone. I, I think it's... Stardew takes an RPG to the next level. Like It, it, yeah. it will literally take away your life if, if it could. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, it that, that's, the, that's the best way to describe it for me. Like I haven't I haven't got the attention span <laughs> to do it, but like I can see why people have just sunk hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, and hours I, into it. And I, I mean, on on the Xbox, I sunk like four hundred hours, and then mm. I bought my Switch, and I'm pretty sure my Switch come with like three games or four games with it, and one yeah. of them was like um, uh, a marketplace eShop game, and so I picked Stardew, and I was like, well, I'm I might play it again and then put like 700 hours into the switch version so in once you're in oh sorry once you're in you're you're, you're it's, yeah. it's it's got you you're, you're not going anywhere it's so, definitely I, I, value I can, for money yeah i can fully understand yeah. that because i mean like um it's one of those things where if you if you say to me oh do you want to play like a farming simulator like uh, my immediate answer would be no <laughs> but equally if you said to me do you want to play the game which is basically like where you just control people living about their daily lives and do it like which is what the sims is and so again it's not the kind of game i play but i've sat in front of the sims in like you know years gone by and like sunk endless time into building these houses for these little people who are then like make run around as circles and catch fire or whatever um because you, so you can see how it like as much as you, it's not like a game game in the sense of like you go around shoot people and do that but time just vanishes yeah it really does and it, it helps that the um it's is it is it eight bit it's called eight bit right eight bit yeah Sorry, that really tickled me. <laughs> um, but the game, the game is be like the game is absolutely stunning. Like it's so pretty and so beautiful. And then on top of that, the music is just oh, like it may be up there for probably my favorite soundtrack in in video game history. Maybe rivaled by my next game, but yeah. It, it's it's up there for my favorite um soundtracks and it's it's so easy to play it's so easy just to get completely and utterly lost in it like i compare it a lot to minecraft in that sense where minecraft is just an easy game just to jump in and, and play it's, it's yeah exactly it's it's not minecraft's not on the surface a very complicated game and neither is stardew it's just literally digging up your the ground putting some seeds down um water in them every day and, and that's it like that can be the game but the like underneath that like in minecraft like obviously you know like you know redstone um there's all the combat stuff flying and all, all just different things and the bosses like stardew is that as well stardew has all that and obviously it's made by one one guy and the story behind it's really good i read um Jason Scryers, but I can't remember the the name of the book. It's his first book, but he he spoke about how it was made and it was literally a passion project. And you can see that, you can see it. Everything is so, like, all the the, the attention to detail is so um, meticulous and just just it's beautiful. Just play, it's play Stardew. Play. It's also a very simple game, which I think just adds that yeah. extra, because like. 
if that was made by a big studio and had realistic graphics everything else and had the same mechanics i don't think it would have the same pull the starters starter does of course it's a simple game and it comes down to the charm all the portals as well yeah Uh, portals portals all across the the consoles as well so i think that adds to that sort of that that attraction attractiveness yeah. because it can be played uh, anywhere yeah it's it, I, I think like you said if it was made by a bigger like uh, uh company and you know they added like realistic and thing graphics yeah. it'd just take the charm away yeah like the game is so charming oh it's just so beautiful just 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 play it it's, it's <laughs> just, just at this point if you've not felt player just player okay you just, so, I, I don't know what to say it's 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 a game. It's beautiful. I love it. Just, just play <laughs> But I think they've done a. They've added multiplayer. In my, um, yep. A, 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 so that like it shows there's still that love and care for that game if they're yeah. adding it this late on as well, which is great. Um, no, it's, they, it's has he made amazing. any other games since? I don't. I am not too. Oh, I don't know because it was it was picked up by Chucklefish, wasn't it? But then yeah, he yeah, got yeah. it. I think he got it back from Chucklefish, so it's his own I, thing I, I now. I, all that back I, I, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm but, not too sure, but, but you're beautiful. Brilliant game. Beautiful game. Brilliant game. Mm, yes, Mike. Just play Stardew. Play Stardew. Yeah. I don't Just think any. I, I don't think anything's had that uh, the same impact that Stardew's had on the gaming world because everyone loves that. Like most most people I speak to when they mention Stardew, I don't. Yeah. I, don't I, I yeah I, I agree. There's there's a few games definitely, but. Dadu's one of those ones that Stand out. I think it's it's yeah it's a good game I think as well for I'm going to use this term lightly but non gamers you know mm, yeah it's it's a very good game like Animal Crossing it's a very yeah. good game in that kind of thing that just brings people into this world and and shows them you know the possibilities Dadu's just oh, I love it I love it so much <laughs> oh. big fan big big fan big fan big fan should we should we move on to Phil and see what he's got a Gotta say, see what controversy you can show. You can you can charm up here. I I'm not controversial at all. In fact, <laughs> I, I think I think um, in one sense, like my my choices for like the games of the last generation are probably quite predictable ones. I think in terms of the ones like you do see, like, like but at the same time, um, I think it's worth just to, like I kind of. Had a very different experience the last console generation, I think, than most people will have had because, like, it was it started in what 2014 was it? The PlayStation 4 came out, was it that long? Like ago? That? Was it? <laughs> it, oh. it was quite it's quite a long period, anyway. Like, um, yeah, it was because I was in uni when I yeah. got my Xbox, so yeah. But, but basically, that for that whole period, like, I think I, I there was a whole chunk of time where I basically stopped gaming because I didn't have time to do it between all sorts of other things I was doing. Um, and the last console I had was PS3, and I stopped for ages and ages and ages. And then the pandemic hit, and I cracked out all the old games again. I was playing in Mega Drive, playing through all my Sonic games, playing through all PlayStation 1 and 2 and 3 games. Um, there. And then I reached a point where I was like, well, you know what? I've got more money here than I used to have before, and... I think it was particularly because I was going through this big mad Sonic phase again, and then I wanted Sonic Mania, um, so I got a PlayStation Four. But that's—I mean—that's not what the game. Like, I think there's probably loads of games I could like honorable mentions, like the like that. Same with the Resident Evil Two and Seven. These like because that was like a franchise I'd always loved, and I, I get you know 
come into this new console, which is looks amazing, and like they, they remade one of my favorite Resident Evil games and all that sort of stuff. But um, I think the big one, though, I think the first one I'm going to mention is Horizon Zero Dawn for a couple of reasons. Firstly, because up until then, I think probably even to a, to a point still now, um, open world RPG game games, well, that's redundant, is it? Role-playing game games. <laughs> but open world RPGs kind of intimidate me a bit in the sense of, like, there's so much to it. And Like, the last one I played before, that was Skyrim. And I think, um, like, back on the PS3 version, and like, properly buggy as hell. But it was always one of those things where it's like, there's not just this story you play from A to B to C, whatever else. There's also all these side quests. 17 of them might be a bit identical and like you you go into all this and you get lost. It takes you 17 real world days to travel across the map. Whatever else. So it always felt intimidating but when I got into it in, in Horizon like there, there was more variety in there. The story hooked me in. Finding out what had happened to this world. Why it was everyone had reverted this tribal state. Why there were robot dinosaurs everywhere. What had happened. And then I still want to... It, it was the first... It was one of the first games I'd ever done 100% got the Platinum Trophy on. And it was, I think to this date, it's still the only RPG that I've ever done that with. Because everything else is just like, oh, that's far too big. I'm not doing that. I'm not 100% an RPG. Except for Horizon, which I did. Because it just, it kept me playing and it just kept me going and like pulling in through like the story and then building up the levels to like, you know, because you wanted to be able to take down this gigantic robot T-Rex without it taking you seven days um, when you were like too low a level and every single time you hit it, it did like a half of a half of a percent damage you wanted to build up to the point you could actually fight it um, and all, but yeah, that that was like say, one, it's I love the story, love the look of the world but it just, I had so much fun with it as well, it just so, so much fun and I mean I could say the same of Spider-Man, but at the same time, I think that's probably an even more obvious choice, so that's why I'm not going for that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, Horizon, I think there is definitely, like, it's it's one of those ones that made me a little bit less intimidated by RPGs as well. Yeah, um, I think, because I, I briefly played Horizon on when it came out for the PC, and I think the thing, the great thing about Horizon, it was, like, this generation, I, I found, was a lot of sequels a lot of remakes and stuff like that um the eighth gen and i felt because it was an original ip and it had something it, it, i don't know the, the, that sort of like that retro futuristic sort of thing where you know you're, you're kind of in a barren land but everything's really like gadgety and and really futuristic and then the dinosaurs being robotic and stuff i just felt it it, it kind of stood out this generation as well it was one of the games that if I was going to get a PS4, I would get first. And I'm kind of glad it came out for the PC. I haven't, I kind of fallen out of love with open world games because they just, they seem to be like just empty at the moment. And this, like, I, th I feel there's a lot of emptiness, but I think if I could get past that sort of, that initial judgment for it, I think I'd really actually enjoy Horizon. Yeah, I think as well, it's like when you're exploring the world and like you come across different characters, you get a. It feels like they're part of, you know, the real people, part of. There's a, there's always a bit more than just a sort of, 
you know, sort of this little head bobbing character that's just on there. Hello, traveller. <laughs> I, I, can, I, can, I can give you a bag of three silver if you will <laughs> retrieve my goat from the other Stop side right of the there. river. <laughs> Stop there, criminal scum. <clears throat> As it zooms in uncomfortably on his face. Um, so I, I've never played Horizon. Like, I think I suffer from the same as you, Lloyd, this, like, open-world game burnout. So when I, like, the one thing with Horizon that did I did like is obviously the dinosaurs, because, you know, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, I, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I love dinosaurs. <laughs> but, um, uh, with it being robots as well, that was really cool. But the, the combat looked really good, and I'm not sure how true that is, because I've only seen people play it. But um, I, yeah, my 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 lack of interest in it is mainly just because of open world game burnout, and you know, 100%. doing doing all the Ubisoft games kind of <laughs> kind of put a dagger in my open world love. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I, I, I I've I, got. A... I I think it does fall down that Ubisoft trap because you do have the watchtowers and and everything else in there. Um, but I think See, I think it is a good shout. That's an interesting thing though. It's because like the watchtowers. Um, I played, you mentioned Spider-Man, Phil, and I played Spider-Man for the first time recently, and that's kind of got them as well. How how would you, other than Watchtowers, how would you do an open-world game map dis, dis, discoverability? Or, you know, like, to discover the map, how would you do it? Or I mean, you... yeah, I, I see what I mean, because, like, the, the, the version in Horizon is um, the... I forget what they're called now, but basically like gigantic robot brachiosaurs with a satellite head. Um, like you, you climb to the top and then you you um, hack them and then it shows you more of the world and it like which is obviously the in Spider Man you, you unscramble the radio towers, um, which incidentally they don't have you do in in Miles Morales, which I'm so glad of. It's just the map's already open because it's just New York and you know what New York's like. Um, you live there, so you should. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, it's. I think that's probably one of the things where it. it it's hard to say. The, the only other way of doing it really is just to like, just basically open up the map. Well, the only other, not the only other way to do it. The only way I've seen it done is that kind of um, command and conquer style. I don't know if anyone remembers playing the old Command oh, and like... where, where there was black, and then until you. The black fled away. Yeah, um, that sort of thing. Which, which I think, Skyrim has that to to a large degree as well, doesn't it? It's like the map is yeah. basically fog. Yeah. Until you yeah. you do that, you kind of discover it. I kind of I kind of like that though. I like I like that other than than watch. But again, that might just be the open world. Yeah, being I think out. a lot of open worlds have just fallen into the same sort of thing at the moment, and um. Yeah, I, I just because I, I, even like Zelda's gone through it now, and it's yeah. just kind of with Breath of the Wild, and I do feel it's it's kind of got a bit mundane. But I think I think it's some changes this gen. Yeah, if if it's tied to an achievement, is, is the thing is because you have you have to do it in order to unlock this achievement and or get this trophy. That's when it sort of stops from becoming just like a mechanic that helps you discover more of the world. To you have to do this. This is a, a basically a list on your list of chores, your list of RPG chores. Instead of like you know, do the dishes, hang the washing out. It's you know, unlock all the watchtowers, 
um, speak to all the innkeepers, whatever else, all the things. And you're just like, oh god, well, I've, I've only another fifty to go. Best keep yeah. trudging on. And yeah. <laughs> the way I see it is kind of like I I don't want to do the dishes. Why should I do them in my jeans <laughs> yeah. as well? Like it, 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 that's how it feels like at times. And yeah, it's just mundane. Yeah. And I I just I'm, I'm kind of hoping for some changes this gen, but. If I'm honest, it's it's been quite successful, so I don't I don't really see yeah. it changing that much. What what was Aloy like as a character? Because I haven't seen too much of the story, so I don't know. Was that was Aloy a good character? Uh, Aloy. Um, oh, Aloy. Sorry. Yeah. Get her name right. She's fictional, but she's real to me. <laughs> sorry, I was thinking of the the metal and Aloy. I'm assuming uh, that's where it is, right? Uh, no. Well, Aloy's got two L's. I am. Um, Oh, see, I've not played the game, so I'm just jumping <laughs> behind that. <laughs> um, I don't know whether that's the reason. I, I don't know whether adding an L would instantly make that A from a you know a hard, a soft A to a hard A. I don't know, but either either way. Um, but in terms of a character, yeah, she because um, again, I'm trying to speak to it in, in relatively vague terms, so it's not you know not just sort of mm. like you never played this, but now you know everything about it, and therefore <laughs> all the mystery's gone. Um, but so it's basically like the the premise of the story, which instantly start like when you you first open the screen, you see see her as a baby. She's like been outcast from birth, and she's like wins her way back, and she's got to win her way back into her tribe. Who are very superstitious, um, particularly where technology is concerned. And they don't really mix with the outside world, but then this kind of event brings the outside world to them, and they've got to find out what's going on. Um, but she's a very kind of like, I suppose, at once open and inquisitive character, but also not someone who's kind of easily intimidated or, or takes anyone else's, um, like particularly when like. People in the tribe are just like, oh, you're just an outcast and all this sort of stuff. She doesn't, she's not, she's neither, like, she doesn't just shrink away from them and be like, oh my god. Or at the same time, she's not like fronting off and going, oh yeah, oh yeah, cool. And it's more just, just kind of like a level of calm defiance and mm. sarcasm. And there's, there's, a, there's like a character that shines through, through that sort of like that sort of, it's, it's not the typical. You know that thing, the thing like where lazy writing, where you like you, you you make a strong female protagonist, but it's like strong female protagonist, which basically means I can punch things and will be snarky at everything. It's like no, I have a real character behind yeah. me and do all this. I you know, I'm a fleshed out person. I'm not just um, boobs that can punch, <laughs> whatever. Um, so, but yeah, it, it's it's kind of it's it's one of them. It's it's not just a she's. Really, I think she. I think personally, she's really likable, and like you kind of sometimes want her to be more aggro than she is. That sometimes, like occasionally, because some of the people you're just thinking, I want to punch you in the face. But um, you can see why she's not, and at the same time, but she she's not not a shrinking violence either. But you wanted to run around a bit more and scream one v one me. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, or, I, or I just she's got a big like a big staff. You just like occasionally just crack heads with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think that's oh. Well, I, I was gonna say no. with uh, with oh. you me you you go on. I'll go. The staff. Um, <laughs> I think I think talking of the staff, like the combat is one of the highlights of that game from what I've played so far as well. I think it's just it's really fluid. 
it's it's just and like yeah it kind of reminds me of like that it, yeah it's just very just it's very fluid and i think i think that's one of the standout points i think of that game from what i've played so far anyway <clears throat> i i only asked about aloy aloy because um she she was the the main reason i was interested in it because from the trailers and stuff she looked really cool and her, her character was really interesting so kind of wanted to figure out if i'd i'd enjoy the game through through you know through yeah I think I think you you would. I mean, um, again, obviously, no game's perfect, and it's it's got the whole RPG thing. And there there are particularly if you start fight things before you're leveled up to the right level, some fights can take be overly long, drawn out, particularly with bigger things, um, like just the amount of like hit spongery um, going on with some of them. But you can sort of understand if you're fighting a, a gigantic metal tyrannosaurus with a bow and arrow, but at the same time, it, it that that sort of thing does take it. But I think overall, the combat and the fact that you've got to use, you've got what basically looks like a Bluetooth headset, but to call the focus, and it, it tells you the weak points and what type of thing they're susceptible to, like whether it's fire or frost or um, whatever else. And you can use that, and you can even like lack bits off the robots and then pick them up, like the guns, and use them against them and stuff like that. So cool. there's all sorts of like cool uh innovations of that like particularly as it goes on so it's it's got i think the same pitfalls as most rp as most rpgs in some senses but in other senses it like the way it combats and, and the way the story progresses and everything it's um they like say it certainly had me hooked i mean i think open world burnout might be an interesting thing to uh to talk about yeah yeah because i think i think the one thing that saves me is a good character because a lot of the times in open world games they give you a character but they're just so (sighs) just so like one dimensional and just yeah i think i think (sighs) i know this has probably been mentioned like a thousand times on the internet but a lot of games now just when when they mention open world it's like look how big my map is that's like the yeah. most important important thing and it's just like i don't care if your map's 1.8 times the size of fallout like i don't, I don't care put stuff in there <laughs> yeah, put, and, put things yeah. in there character let's, I, let's I, I have do, some think fun that's where horizon does fall flat though is it it's a bit it can be quite barren at times and i just it's a lot of walking around and mm. it, it's like a challenge to get a mount as well which is um with the uh you've got to tame them with your staff and then you've got to unlock mm. certain things and i i yeah it just it feels like a bit of a drag in that sense um yeah. oh once you once you've unlocked the infinite fast travel um and you've got um you're up the right level to be able to hack anything that's definitely when it like becomes a lot less frustrating in that that sense but how how many hours into the game is that that's the... <laughs> I, I, I i don't i don't want to say i want to say that, um <laughs> enough <laughs> yeah because if i'm right that that's not actually part of the main story is it it's, it's kind of like dungeons you unlock that through and um the taming ability am i right there or am i wrong i might be wrong yeah but... yeah i mean it, it's tied to the main story like in terms of how the but the, the dungeons which is i mean yeah they're effectively dungeons it's like yeah basically big um silos where some of the robots are built and you go yeah. in and you hack it and then it tells you how to hack more machines as a result yeah um 
So yeah, and, and they they often have like a box at the end as well, which is where you're sort of trapped basically in a pit with a giant thing and, and no way out. So that that can be be fun or frustrating depending on what level you're at for it. If you go frustrating, <laughs> the boss. I've, I've gone into dungeons where I've been too low a level and it's just it's ended in disaster and. I've thrown my controller and just gone, yeah, I'm not playing this anymore. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the character thing as well, I think, is um, too often RPGs, they, they want to give you a blank slate you can project yourself onto so they don't bother yeah. developing it. Just like, but I think that's that's one. I, I mean, as much fun as it is to spend like seven hours on a character customization thing before you actually even play the game, it's, I think, much better just to be able like, Here's a character. There's their personality. You are them. Go. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's why I like being given a good character is because then I don't have to sit there and and make the choices for my character. I can just like role play as them and think, oh well, you know, they wouldn't do this, so I'm not going to do that. You, you know, yeah. I I kind of like the <laughs> weirdly enough, I kind of like the openness taken away from me, <laughs> so I could just play as that character. No. I, I love making my character a sarcastic uh, sarcastic good guy <laughs> so um, like yeah, life then uh, like life yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm yeah I'm, I'm a very sarcastic person so I just think when I get the options in like fallouts and stuff I, I'm going down that route <laughs> should we uh, should move on to your to my game yeah, Louis? that's cool wait you're um, up here I think to me yeah uh, so my first game isn't probably going to be as big as your guys one but it's more of a personal choice i think because this generation i think i've seen quite a change in my gaming habits because of time and, and everything else and as we mentioned before the the open world burnout uh, from the previous generation and hours and hours playing assassin's creed but the first one i'm going to mention is the messenger because I, I remember seeing that uh, insomnia uh it was insomnia we went to where we saw that and um i think it, that defines this generation for me in terms of the way i consume games now it's not a case of let's see what the youtubers are playing let's see what my mates are playing it's i want to go to conventions and i want to see these little games that not little games because obviously it's devolver but like the the ones that aren't going to get the singing praises and and be on the advertised on the tv um and honestly it's just it like i remember reviewing it when we did the blog back in the day and i the i love that game <laughs> like the music the, the the it's that 8-bit and 16-bit style as well um it was the first game i think where i wasn't interested in what the graphics looked like but and it's some of the best graphics like the pixel design is, is just beautiful um and it's just a fun game so yeah, I think that's going to be it on a personal level for me. Do you think because I I seem to have had this moment as well, where like coming up from a kid, you would play what all your friends were talking about the big new AAA yeah. games. Do you think the messenger for you was that? I don't need to do introduction. That yeah, the yeah. introduction to like the indie world, or not the indie world, more like you you could just be you, play play what you want. Yeah, like growing up, I was you know full well they like I was never that kid to jump in multiplayer lobbies and stuff. So like, it was hard to find great like there's lots of great single player games, but like there was lot that it was just always what was popular 
for me. Mm-hmm. Like it was the Assassin's Creed, it was the Fallouts. Like I never played like Fallout One and Two before Fallout Three, but because Fallout Three was a big game, I played it. And as much as I love those games, it's like the, the, I, I found out that I think I could discover games, and the Messenger was the first one because I kind of played it like Limbo before, and I enjoyed it. Um, but it didn't resonate with on, with me at the same way as like the messenger mm. did, for example. So, I think I think that's, that's kind of why. It's really interesting. So, you think the messenger was the first time that you realised you could play games for you rather yeah. than games because yeah. everyone to, was playing them to fit in. Basically, it was like because like you know me now, like I'll play anything. Like if there's a yeah. demo on Steam, I'm gonna download it. I, lo- I like my favourite time of the year now is. It's it's not Christmas anymore. It's the Steam Next Festival, or the, 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 do you know what I mean? Because I'm just like, oh, look at all these games I get to try out. And even if I don't like them, I'm just like, I'm glad I tried it. And yeah, it, it is kind of like, do you know when you 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 dislike something like food, for example, but you've never tried it? It's it's yeah. like that, and and that's how I kind of it's like you should try it before you can say you dislike it. And I think that this gen and this generation has kind of defined that for me. And yeah, and um, I think just due to time and stuff like i said but i don't want to be playing those big open world games every day now i don't want to consume i'd rather play a game now that is 16 hours or like 10 hours or three hours rather than a game that i can sink in 100 200 hours in and not complete it but yeah and and like the messenger is just the perfect game for me um i did experience a bit of burnout playing it i'm not gonna lie because uh i i played it for like a week straight <laughs> so i got to the end and i was just like what what I, I don't even think i completed it before my review but um yeah it was just it's just such a good game like yeah so it's an interesting like topic that it brings up too though about um like breaking from because obviously i, I suppose people are being brought up now with games, you know? Mm. So, like, choosing not to play just what everyone else is playing and not a, like, uh, oh, my God, that's just so, like, you know, so popular. I don't want to play the popular stuff, but, like, yeah. kind of just choosing for yourself. Yeah, I'm not... You yeah, know? it's not It's not a case of being, like, contrarian because everyone else likes it. Like, yeah. it, it is a case of... I'm going to enjoy like I, I remember like there was Steam next next game and there's games that I just couldn't even sit through and play but mm. like I've still got demos now that I'm playing through and it's like there's some that I absolutely love and like you you watched me play one the other day mm. when I was streaming it to you on here and I, I loved that game and it was like a half hour of a game but I loved it and mm. um so yeah I just I, like I don't the messenger is like I said it's a great game and and everything but i th- i think just on a personal level that kind of resonates with me i guess so everyone go out and uh, and and find your passion in gaming guys get on it because I mean, you will go back it is a very very interesting topic because obviously like i've gone through a bit of burn up myself playing mm. single player games and i'm a i'm a gamer that likes to play i i play everything like honest like simulators farming simulators you know to like, multiplayer fps's and anything and it's it's interesting to like take that i'm not sure if accountability is the right word but that like 
accountability for your own like yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna play the stuff that i want to play you know yeah 100 that's that's, that's a very important game like yeah I, I, I yeah it go on phil sorry i i was just gonna say i think um i mean that that sort of thing of oh excuse me i seems to have got a frog in my throat <laughs> um yeah that, that whole thing i think that was quite one of the things that i think i got to do because of basically getting a ps4 so late was just go through and go right i have all these things i've come at them there might have been hyper classes some of them but it's like two years ago or whenever it was like in the case of horizon zero dawn and then others may never have had that i just just look and go right what games exist what can i play um and obviously you go through some of the stuff that you've always played the franchise but you're just looking at other random stuff like um Again, another honourable mention, I suppose, would be uh, Detroit Become Human, which is the kind of game I never thought that I'd play, which is basically you're not really playing like these complicated mechanics with aiming and, and stuff. It's more the mechanics of the choices you make, whether yeah, you yeah. do whether you say X, Y, or Z, um, or X square circle, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but that, that sort of thing. But all that, and finding different things that work in different ways, it's just... Um, than you might be used to. That, that that's always uh, can produce some very fun results. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I love like my favorite. I, I missed the conventions this year. Like I've only been ever been to EGX and Insomnia, but like over the past two years, not having and I missed this year unfortunately. But like not having that opportunity to go and just sit down and play games because I had when did we go? It was like two thousand and nineteen um, to EGX, and yeah. like, I just I loved going around and like I've got. Like my wish list at the moment is like 50 or 60 <laughs> at the moment of games that I've got to buy. <laughs> it was nice going around and just speaking to like yeah. like devs or just people, you know, that the were like promoting the game or working with the game. It was just really nice. Spe- it's nice speaking to people that are just passionate about what they're doing yeah, as well, you know. Um, yeah, I think like with AAA titles, there tends to be this sort of repetitiveness and I kind of find this in other things as well. It's like it's like the comic book thing as well, because obviously I'm into comics and everything. It's like the indie market; they they're the the ones that kind of experiment with what they're doing, um, and rather than just rehashing the same stuff. And I'm not dissing AAA games in any way, shape, or form, but it's like I don't I I don't want to play the same game. <laughs> I don't want to play the same game with a different skin and all the time and. It's like as much as I will love to jump into like Call of Duty lobbies and stuff, there's just a different there's a different feeling to find in those little games that and and I think, yeah, like I said, the messenger just it kind of encompasses all that and brings it if I could pick one game to describe that, that would be that. So because this oh, well. generation has been a personal journey for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nice. That's not that field. I didn't I didn't expect that. I... I'm happy that you found your uh, <laughs> your I'm your weeping. gaming drive. You know, yeah. the, the onus is on you now for your second choice to be something that takes us all by surprise. Well, I don't know if it's going to take <laughs> anyone by surprise at all. I mean, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I the the problem is is I have two games that are mm, for me, and I'm going to have to leave one as an honourable mention. And then the next one is is my favorite. And I'm yeah. gonna go by 
like how much I've returned and kept playing those games, which is kind of unfair to the one, but you'll see what I mean. So the honorable mention is Ori and the Blind Forest slash Ori and the Will of the Wisps because the two games are just they 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 just oh the music the everything is just so good. But they're my honorable mentions, so I'll leave them to the side. But um. The game that really encompasses, like, the generation for me, and even generations before for me, was uh, Dynasty Warriors 9. I'm joking. That was terrible. <laughs> Why would you release that game? I don't. Uh, I no. Don't a bit. Oh, it was just, wow. More wow. I love Dynasty Warriors, <laughs> but why would you do that? And more open world. We don't need more open world. <laughs> no. Nah, um, well, this game brings openness to it. Is uh, Monster Hunter World slash iceborne i have to say slash iceborne because i think iceborne itself is like another game but i love love the monster hunter franchise i just adore it so much and world just so before how the games would work is you'd have areas and there'd be loading screens between the areas kind of like like um for no one's to play like resi and how like when you go through doors and it loads the next little chunk and that's how they get it was very you know split up and it, it break the flow of fights this and is, things this like is that Resi 3 of monster hunter yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and what this one does is it takes that out it completely removes it and you just have a big open map where like three or four monsters will roam around and you might just be hunting one and you'll be hunting like um an anjanath which is like a big t-rex fire breathing thing with these wing things that pop out of his back when it blows fire and stuff and then next thing you know a rathalos will come from the side and completely clothesline it and you're like oh <laughs> what do i do now there are two giant things in front of me scrapping over who's gonna eat me and i've got to kill one of them and the other one's looking at me like i'm i'm well i'm breakfast what do i do like just i spent so much time on that game like and like it's one of those games where you have i think there's is there 14 different weapons i think yeah and yeah. each of them have completely different playstyles. some are similar of course but um they have completely different playstyles and it's almost like, say, one month I'll be playing Longsword, which is one of the weapons. People that are, that know me, and, you know, they'll be like, Longsword? Pfft, yeah, everyone plays Longsword. But one week I'll be playing Longsword, and the next I'll be like, do you know what, I'm going to learn Sword and Shield. And hunting Horn. Hunting Horn. And you're, and you're like, everything changes, because you can't attack the way that you used to. You've got to think of different ways, you've got different movesets. You've got different ranges that you can be at, different ways to attack the monster. And um, yeah, the, the, like the base game had so much content and so much goodness in it. And then they released Iceborne, the DLC, which was like just another game. I loved Iceborne. But Iceborne did introduce something that mm, <laughs> annoyed me with the game. It, it introduced something called the Clutch Claw, which meant that you could like almost spiderweb onto monsters and it it almost reintroduced that like 
broken feeling to the hunting where like in the old games you'd hit a monster for so long and then it'd go into the next area and you know it'd be going into the next area so you'd heal up move on it was almost another fight in this you'd instantly go in attach hit it to a wall bam bam, bam do all your stuff and then wait again to do that again and it just like it, it stopped a bit of the flow because you kind of had to hit those points but still what oh i love it i love it and the the like i said the soundtrack goes for both of the games that i was going to mention monster hunter and ori ori is but monster hunter soundtrack is oh it's so good so good yeah i'm i'm done fanning over monster hunter i love it yeah, i love it so much some very good memories on yeah. Monster Hunter. I think what we... it did really well as well was the little gimmicks. Like I remember, like we we've mentioned this every time we mention Monster Hunter, but the Radaban when like we found out it could grow his, it could like reattach his bones. Like, yeah, that, the level of excitement that brought, like it's just. I think I'd... I think you'd have to put a video to show the Radaban to, just to show what we're on about. But it's yeah. this big monster that kind of shaped like a a T Rex or like a dinosaur in that like theropods kind of look. But um, it had it covered itself in tar, and it rolled around in bones and cover itself with these big, like monster bones. And as you fight it, you chip away at it, and then there is a point where it gets to a certain part of the map, or it goes to a certain area. It dives in, then comes back out of all the bones. And when that happened, the first time we were hunting, me and Lloyd were just literally like, oh, oh my god, oh my god, wait, no, 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 because <laughs> we didn't know if that meant it was <laughs> yeah. more powerful, or we, yeah. we didn't know. But it's 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 such a good game. It's so fun. Yeah. It, so gave, fun. it gave it gave that mon the monsters a bit of personality, which I think was kind of not lacking. lacking a but little. It, it was just it just wasn't quite there in the yeah in the, the PSP versions and stuff. So. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm I'm. I'm. Uh, have you ever played a monster a game, Phil? No, no. I mean, on Capcom, I'm, I'm very, very firmly like the the franchises I go for: Resident Evil. <laughs> so we're like well, the opposite ends of Capcom. Yeah, yeah. It, it, rather than Monster Hunter, it's it's Monster Hunt you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I I I'd recommend it. And obviously, we've just had Rise, which is for the Switch, which. I still enjoyed. I really enjoyed Rise, but I think Worlds is is probably the best Monster Hunter game yeah. to date. I do. I do think it's got. To, it's one of those games that you've got to be into, though. Like, yeah, to be able to grind through it because it is a lot of grinding. It um, is a lot of grinding. So yeah, I like yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's the other thing we didn't mention in open world burnout before was that grinding because that's the other thing yeah. is like that. That's your. Um, sweep the floors task <laughs> yeah i i think monster hunter does kind of um unless you're a speedrunner and you know every little moment of the game monster hunter say for example you're building an armor set and you need to hunt x amount of monsters to get that stuff every hunt is going to be slightly different something different's going to happen so it's not just an autopilot kind of um grind because you need to kind of switch on unless you're hunting something really you know low like level for you but yeah I, I i think even the grind was fun because you switch off for a second next thing you know something else is coming and it's it's you against the wall and then both of them are having a massive fight in front of you and you're just in the middle just like ah oh, well yeah <laughs> I, I think i'm dying that that's another thing it did better than the, the previous ones was having that variety in different monsters mm -hmm. on, on different maps and stuff um because having two monsters at the same just 
kicking each other's asses was just the cool it's, it just, it's like a godzilla it, film yeah there. It, it, it adds to that like realism as well i think yeah yeah definitely but that's my uh that's my uh second game of last year it's really hard to to whittle it down i've i've got a list of like eight games just looking <laughs> at me and they're all screaming like i'm equally as good as them pick me but, pick me yeah <laughs> and uh i think with that we can seamlessly move to uh yeah pick phil pick phil <laughs> pick phil pick phil phil <laughs> Which game screamed loud enough for you? <laughs> well, I mean, the, like I said, I'm. I think what the next game kind of brings it back in a nice loop as far as when we were talking about open world burnouts and games that, like, particularly. I mean, it, it's a big triple A game because we we're basically even talking about the Last of Us Part Two, but I think um, one of the things. I mean, first of all, in the open world burnout stuff, is that it's not obviously an open world game naughty dog don't do that i mean there's one section in that one particular game where you can go several different ways and it's a little bit mini open world section but overall the games they make are, are generally on rails you're you're sitting in a roller coaster action movie and just charge forward um and obviously the uncharted ones are like fantastic for that in terms of basically playing a big dumb indiana jonesy style um action movie and then you take that into the last of us where they add in that whole um sort of element where you can it's not just a case of shooting up things you, you can choose which way you can't but generally it's got that survival horror element of it's generally more wise to be stealthy and conserve and like go around and like either try and avoid combat altogether or go around and very slowly strangle every single enemy separately and, and uh that sort of thing so that that's there and, and obviously a lot of people know last of us say in particular for the story but i think rather than talking about the story which has been talked about to death um in both one and two um I, i'm a big fan of the, the story and things like that but i think it's the game as well the fact that you're kind of constantly kept moving forward on on this and, and particularly on the second one like the first one the combat scenario is basically the same as most there's, there's plenty of games like that where you've got that choice between stealth and open warfare or ducking and running and, and that sort of stuff but um, like it, it's almost refined to the point of um, in in the second one where it's every single separate encounter has got and there's, there's like numerous different ways you can do it in terms of do you kill no one, do you kill everyone or somewhere in the middle um, and you're going through and it just it's not done in a way that feels like flashy or comic-y it, like tying back to the story stuff it, it feels visceral it feels bloody it feels to be honest horrific sometimes you you've got some like where you've basically um beaten someone down and they're like either begging for their life or just looking you in the face and going go on then kill me do it um and you're left with that sort of last moment before you go right fine both popped them in the head, <laughs> um, but it's it's like it's not only a case of you can choose how you play each different encounter in different ways, but you've also in the second one you've got two separate characters who play very differently. One of the, one of them is like built towards stealth because she's a smaller character; she's not really able to go toe to toe with too many things like um, 
whereas the other character you can go and you can punch things to death and that's that's very, <laughs> a very different style particularly when you've got um the different kinds of in infected there's some that you'll always like the like the, the runners who just like launch themselves at you like in this big mad frenzy and like if you get cornered by too many of them you're dead um there's always you know you, you're always sort of playing similar style with that which is make sure you're not getting surrounded by them like like hordes of zombies um and your clickers who like only see by sound you've got to stay very quiet and come up behind them because they're, they're one hit kills but there's these particular enemies called stalkers and it's basically a zombie that deliberately hides from you and tries to sneak up on you and catch you unaware and these are some of like the most effective horror sequences of this the game like absolutely terrifying the first time you play it through um and you've got sort of if you're playing it as ellie um is obviously the main character for the first half of the game then you've got this whole thing where you are properly like down on the ground prone trying to sneak through and do your best not to make any noise not be seen by them and all this sort of stuff and you're still doing that to an extent but when you're playing as abby they're all coming at you and you're in the middle of the forest at night again i'm trying not to delve too deep into spoilers because but the atmosphere of it is properly um it just like in the middle of a dark forest only illuminated by burning fire around you and you've got these things coming at you but you've got that little bit of power because you've got you've got muscles and you've got a hammer <laughs> you can just um it's still it's still tough as hell but it's like that difference between this like effectively the same scenario is that different dynamic between the two i think i think all that sort of stuff i've just that's the reason i've played it through so many times like, again another one of the few i'm not I think I've got a grand total of 10 platinum trophies on the PlayStation. Um, but that's another one of them. Uh, and that, that's one of the reasons why. I mean, I, I like to say I love the story, although it's uh, not exactly the most upbeat in the world. It's this kind of story that, like, pummels you to death um, while you're pummeling the enemies to death. But um, the, the combat and the way that's done, it just it's just endlessly like it, it keeps me coming back it keeps me going and it, it, it encourages me it makes me want to try and go through it i went through it on the ground of difficulty i'm really tempted to give it a go on like home game permadeath just because even though i might fail and go back it just i just enjoy it it's just fun doing that and like challenging yourself because it feels it doesn't feel samey it doesn't feel like you're doing you know it's a grind it feels like it's it's more like challenge like get down in the mud and get your get your hands dirty sort of thing that that's what i think rather than just keep grand this till you reach level x and blah 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 sort of thing it's got that sort of raw feel to it the combat and that's where i stop uh, my waxing lyrical <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also a like i i don't dislike the last of us but i've just got no i i said it before i've just got no interest to play them it, they're kind of like I've always summed them up like the Beatles to me. I don't, I, I I'm not interested in the Beatles, but I respect what they do because they they're like very important to music, right? They they did a lot of good things, I think, or a lot of people like them. But um, it's a very important game in terms of accessibility, right? There's a lot of very good accessibility options, which yeah, I'm I'm behind. I'm 100% behind. I may not be interested much in your game. But I can support you wholeheartedly for the accessibility stuff. So, yeah, I, I suppose it's a very important game for this generation. Yeah, yeah, th th there is a lot of that. Like the the um, 
accessibility stuff it, it goes down into every kind of conceivable thing you can possibly want to do whether that's you know whether you're colorblind or i mean apparently that like there's there's cues like audio cues and stuff on there you've got people who, who've played through the whole game who are like without being able to see at all not even like you know they're partially blind, but, like they physically can't see they've played the whole game on the basis of the audio cues and the audio description stuff um which is just when you think just how visual a medium video games are is just absolutely incredible that people can do that um so there's a loads of stuff there and, and and then it also comes down into like all the combat mechanics and stuff you can adjust all them um as well because obviously loads of different bits it's not just a case of easy normal hard it's a case of right do you want your allies to be more aggressive or more passive do you want a, more resources plentiful do you want to delay the reaction times do you want to make it so that they won't come up and flank behind you if you're not got as much spatial awareness um all sorts of stuff like that so um and it it's i mean i've, I've not really used them myself I, i've kind of just glutton for punishment throw myself in and, and watch myself get murked over and over again <laughs> but um yeah there's loads of stuff in there like so, so it's it's basically um trying to be designed so that anyone can play um you'll still have the same challenge and stuff like that but in terms of it'll still be it won't play the game for you but you can yeah. play it where without that you wouldn't be able to yeah, I think I think yeah, it's definitely like I hope other from what I've seen of it and what I've seen on your streams and stuff. I hope kind of other developers kind of take note and start implementing that in their own game. Um, but I, I think it in terms of like the characters as well, it's also quite an important game. Um, like with like I, I think even Joel, he, he's quite dislikable from what I've heard of it, which is something we don't often see. Um, so like I think like um yeah so having a main protagonist that isn't is, isn't designed to be liked it's kind of like wolverine you know stan lee made him um it wasn't stan lee sorry was it stan lee who made wolverine um mm. i might be wrong on that one but um it, it you know he was designed not to be liked by people and people love him because he's not likable do you know what i mean so it's kind of that weird i don't know what what the the thing is but like we don't often i don't think we often see that in games not too much i think but i think it's in joel number one yeah, yeah it's number one, yeah um yeah i mean that that's essentially like again trying not to i mean it's one of those weird things where this game because it was there were leaks before the second game came out and all sorts of stuff so it's been spoiled to hell but i'm still going to assume that people who've not played it who've avoided all that don't want spoilers um but yeah so the fit i mean the first game you basically Joel, Joel is your guy you're playing through as the way through and you, you sort of start off um, with the apocalypse happens and this thing which basically breaks him as a man and he becomes this very hard-bitten absolutely you know, survive at all costs emotions and caring for other people and just push that all down bad things happen, push them down, get on do it and he's not, not a very nice person he's done some horrible things and he kind of over the time and the relationship with Ellie like reconnects with what it means to be father into care for someone and have that connection that he he, he was he, like even through the game and even through the story he's resistant to that and that, that sort of thing and like the the whole the story itself is basically your, your bog standard there's an apocalypse zombies someone's got a cure let's go get it which is which is we you know we've seen that 
how many times before that's not it's not a story driven game it's a character driven game it's that relationship between the characters and that drives the decisions in the story including things which kind of at the end um and equally like two is like a sequel in probably the truest sense of the word like there's nothing in two that happens it's not like right here the characters are back for a second adventure it's like everything that follows from two is a direct consequence of what happens at the end of one all of that follows through in like one long arc um and obviously a lot of people didn't like it for different reasons in terms of attachments to certain characters and choices with how they chose like who's playable and how it and like how it's structured which i am um, you can go back and forth on i suppose in different ways and there's there's the whole thing if you're playing two different characters as well um there's that whole question of immersion like is it more immersive if you play as one entirely for and then get their point of view and then jump into the second one and do their or if you bounce them back and forth ping in between them which was obviously the other option they could have had we're like so if you're playing if you get like an hour for one and then an hour does, does it break that immersion so there's loads of different choices i think in the discussions around that but i am um, i think in the way it's done in the way it tells the story it chooses to tell um it's done very effectively it's it's not done in sort of um through exposition and loads of just sort of right i am standing here this is what i feel it's all done through you see it happen you see it unfold <laughs> and i think like <laughs> Uh, yeah, excuse me. <laughs> that that that's probably what's what's effective as, as well is is that it's not like and and video games can often do that where they don't bother to do the like the the story is sort of told through exposition or or some sort of voiceover thing. And now we're off to the desert because you know I, I something's that's happened and we need to <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas like. You, no one really stops to like explain the plot to you. It just happens in front of you. It's it's very much um, done that way, and um, and through the gameplay as well. Like a lot of the stuff is revealed, like through stuff that's not cutscenes. You you play through it and you see see it, and then you and um, and like I say, there's there's loads of discussions that people have had around it and how effective it was, and whether they should have told that story or a different story and blah blah blah. But I think with what they did and what they chose they've done it probably the most effective way they could have with that story rather than if they chose to start another one which would have been i mean what you were saying before about triple a games and being safe they that's i think that's yeah. that's definitely that's definitely the, the example where they haven't because i think anyone who was writing that story knew immediately from what they were doing and what they were telling that there would be a backlash um yeah. From it, I mean, and obviously some of the backlash is completely unjustified. All the stuff about oh, you know, we've got gay, gay characters and all that homophobic nonsense and, and everything. But some of the stuff about you've killed the character who I liked, and stuff, they knew that had happened. And then the choice about the, the divided narratives, they knew that had caused. But it's a risk, and it's something that I think for a lot of people paid off. So I think that that was always that's where the thing is like. We want to see more games take risks with these sort of things, but then when they do take risks, if we don't like the risk, then we break them for it, and then the the, the next thing they're like, oh well, should we just go back to playing it safe and hide back yeah, in our yeah. box and just tell the same predictable story again? I think yeah, it's a. Oh, go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do think the community have to kind of 
take a step back and kind of not be as rash about these like risks and stuff because they are doing something different and like there's no point in being conservative about it you know mm. if, if you want to make a game it, it I, I think devs should be able to make that risk and people are not going to like it you know and I, I i think social media's got a big part to play with that um but uh yeah it's just i yeah like I, I I'm I haven't played the game, but I'm I'm happy. They, like I said, I'm I'm happy for people to take risks, and if they do, and even if I don't like it, I'll just be like, do you know what? Kudos to them. Kill off more main characters. <laughs> yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, man, I'm getting so bored of some of these characters being alive. Well, that sounds horrible, actually. <laughs> but like, that's out of context. Ju- there. As, <laughs> as much as much as like I love Master Chief. Like, oh my lord, how much has he survived? Calm down, like... Yeah. Okay, don't get rid of Master Chief. Okay, sorry, don't do that. <laughs> but like, it, the fact that they actually took that risk is amazing. Like, yeah, we don't see many people kill off main characters or big characters. And it needs to be done, because it, it reflects, like, what would probably actually happen in those situations, yeah. you know? And the ones, the ones that do it, like... Can I spoil a 360 game? Is that okay to spoil Gears of War? Um, Gears of War spoiler warning. Gears of go. War spoiler warning. I know exactly Gears what you're going to mention. Dom! Dom! That was one of the saddest memories as a kid in video games. Yeah, and easily they couldn't have done it and kept him and it would have been an amazing game anyway. But because they did it, it's more impactful. You know? Yeah. What he went through was more impactful because of just his journey. It was, and he's it was not the, just he's not just trudging his narrative i think exactly yeah. and i don't know they just need to do it more they need to do it more it's just yeah. it gets so boring when you see a character survive like every explosion in the world <laughs> and nothing kills them it's like oh is no. there any actual risk to anything they're doing i do think you know? we've got to give naughty dog a, a, a little pat on the shoulder i think i know they're not I pat myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. This is, that was for you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I think again, it's kind of one of those things that it's a new IP as well, so I'm all up for it. And I think people should take more of a risk with that sort of stuff. Yeah. Just starting fresh and taking those risks, like you said, killing those big characters, making the villain win, letting them win for once, rather than all right. Let's not push that far. I don't want to win. <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, it, Let's yeah. not do that. <laughs> but no, it'd be because like, if the villain won, for example, or the main character died, the sequel would be so much better. Yeah. Because it'd be someone coming for revenge, or mm. you, every, everything's lost. Everything you've done was like d- pointless practically. And the second game is yo, I'm coming in and I'm going to just absolutely ruin everyone to get my revenge. That'd be so cool. And there's probably games that have done it that we we you know can't off the top of our head, but yeah, that's that's something that I think more game devs need to do is just that just kill your characters, man. Even if they're amazing, you know. Even if people have them like tattooed on them, just kill them, you know. Just just, just have everything written by um, George R. R. Martin or yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah. Well, no one will be Robert or Robert Robert Kirkman for the for like the Walking Dead, same thing. Just yeah. just, just, just come in and go right. He's dead. He's she's dead. That he's, they're gone. Bye. <laughs> I think my like my uh, 
my opinion for this has changed a lot because I've been watching a lot of anime. I've started watching anime and they don't care. They do not care. You like a character, they're not safe. It does not matter. Yeah, no they could be the most powerful them. character. Yeah, exactly. They could be the most powerful character in the world. As soon as you see some backstory start coming from them, they're probably dead. They're probably gone. Do you know what I mean? Like, they do not care. Yeah. Unless they're title characters, they stay. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's it's... Video games, I think, have fallen into the Game of Thrones series 8 and 7 trap, where everyone important or likeable has plot armor. Yeah. See, it, it wasn't a death, but I remember um, back in the PlayStation 2 era when Metal Gear Solid 2 came out. Um, oh. And the, after that first section where you play a Solid Snake in the opening, and then all of a sudden... Um, Spoilers, I guess. You you play as uh, Raiden and for the whole rest of the game, and you never play a snake again. Um, the amount of fury over that at the time. I mean, like if people look back at it now, I think generally the consensus is that that was a really, really, really good Metal Gear Solid game. But at the time, it was everything. With just so much hate over it, um, which is essentially the same thing. It's just like, where, where, where's my where's my guy? Where's my guy? Yeah. Um, but it, it's, I mean, that game took many other risks that were far more um, yes. bonkers as well. Like if you if you look at the plot of that thing, that that was clearly written on hallucinogenic drugs. But mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it's the same thing. But like at, at the time, everyone was just like, "Why have you done this?" And yeah. and now people are generally like, "No, that's a really good game." Yeah, I mean, I think... I'm sure not. I'm sure not universal. There's probably still um, hashtag not my riding. <laughs> um, I I think it's, it's it comes down to like player. I'm not sure if this is the right word, and, and tell me if I'm wrong. But like player entitlement, it doesn't always have to go your way. Yeah, it doesn't. And if it doesn't, and you don't like it, like you can be upset about it. But it doesn't mean that it's wrong. No. You know, they're telling a story that they want to tell. You know what I mean? Unless it's like multi-choice and, you know, stuff like that. You have a bit more agency over it. But just play the game. Just play the game. Just ah, play the game. Sorry. The story doesn't stop at the middle. <laughs> it's gonna exactly. Be you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, th- so, I think... Sorry, go on. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I think Last of Us is going to be one of those games we're going to look back at in 20 years' time and kind of go, do you know what? Kudos to a man. I'm glad yeah. they did that. I, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be that Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm really hoping they make a three and that they make it and it's with the character that everyone at the moment is all like, I hate her. I, I want to see a, a sequel which is mainly about Abby and I, I'll, I'll stand by that. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> Without spoiler, have they left it in a place where they could pick it up? Yeah, there's there's more. There's, there's so many different threats. I mean, to be honest, the, the the wider world, there's so many different things you could explore and different mm. stories you can tell. Um, in probably with any character, but that's that's what I I think I, I talked about it in more depth with spoilers on my stream when I was playing it and saying what I'd like to see. But I I would definitely play that game. So um, if you're listening, Neil Druckmann, make that game. Now, be more, I was going to say be more bold, but I guess you already have, so don't worry about that. <laughs> Should we, uh, move on? Yep, I don't mind. You said that's so yeah. sad, then you move on. Move on. I wanted to end. Let's keep talking. <laughs> I've got to speak now. i got to speak. 
Um, I'm going to go on a different turn here, but I'm going to give the Switch some love with uh, with Super Chris Pratt, the uh, the Super Mario Odyssey. I, uh... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you, know, you said his name, and I was like, what what switch game is he in? Jeez. Um yeah, Super Mario Odyssey. I I that that game, like I love that. It's like the perfect Switch game. Like oh, it's so good. the Wii, the Wii U has ended with Odyssey in my opinion. Like it, it it just all that work has come to like fruition in Odyssey. Um it kind of like the gimmicks of it were perfectly done. Um it was just such a fun game like it was just it was easy like it, it it wasn't it was one of those games that wasn't the game the main game wasn't hidden behind a challenge like there was extra bits you could explore and it, it did kind of go down that like free exploring thing where you could earn new coins but it wasn't anything important to the game it was kind of customization customization and yeah the, the, it was just such a it was such a brilliantly done game and with everything that they did with the Wii and I think that game just kind of was the the final project I think and it, oh. it one of my favorite games on the Switch. Funny enough Mario Odyssey is in caps lock at the top of my sheet and I was like don't mention because fingers crossed Lloyd brings up Mario <laughs> Odyssey because I know how much you've I talked about this game oh. to me. I oh. raved, I raved when I played. So when good. I completed this game, I was gutted. Like I can't remember the last time I've ever been actually gutted to complete a game, and and that was one. And I wish you would give it back to me so I could play it again. Um, Have I still got it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the reason I brought it up. I just want it back. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, nah, it, it just it was. I, I don't. I don't even know where to Sorry, I was looking for the thing. It was just. It was fun like the the hat was just hilarious mm. and you could put stickers on your bloom for every city you visited so that fulfilled my completionist needs <laughs> in different <laughs> ways but um yeah it was just like just such a happy game <laughs> i felt happy playing it and I, I i i honestly i couldn't think of a complaint for it when when you played it did it bring you back to mario 64 when you played there yes I guess it's very similar with the uh, the overview character, like yeah, camera yeah, and the way it's yeah. uh, the way it's set up. Yeah, I I agree, yeah. and it like we were talking about it quite a while ago, me and you, when we were about the, the difficulty levels within it, and yeah. like so well. the difficulty within the game is the exploration, right? Because like yeah. if you can do the triple jump, bounce, smash off the hat to the wall, jumps and stuff. Yeah. You can explore different parts. But it doesn't but give it... you... It gives you enough to justify it, but not enough to need to go and do it. And you have to do it, if that makes sense. Mm. So... It, it's, it's kind of like... Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how to best explain that. It, it kind you know, of... I, th I think you, you say, you're saying, basically, it's... It, you, you, if you can't do that, you can, you're can not locked out of the whole game, you were yeah. saying. Yeah. Go yeah, for it. That, that's, yeah. yeah. So, so it's like... The, it's, it, the... I mean, it's obviously it's not Mario Kaiser. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's 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 like the difficulty is like subjective, if that's yeah. the right way to explain it. You know, because yeah. like you 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 get what you can out of it, 
but everyone gets kind of a hundred percent in their yeah. experience you know it's it's very unique in that it is really but, like, i think as well with the faults of the wii and I, i've never played the wii u but I, i've heard awful things um with the faults of the wii that you could only use like so for example for the hat you could flick your controller and it'll throw the hat and you can do like weird tricks with it and do different things and and all that but it gave you the control options as well which was really cool so say if you were on a on a train or whatever and you didn't really want to be like flinging your wee your wee chucks we're going to call them your switch chucks around the place um like they um you you, you could just play handheld like you would any other game and i i just think that they they definitely learned the lessons from the wii and uh, yeah. Are you are you saying that you don't like when you're on the train you don't play the motion control games and start like you know with, with your um get my wheel out throwing you know can you can like, you remember the, the um, driver, man? the weird attachments for the Wii remote to make it accessible for the games like the little Mario Kart steering wheel and the golf club thing and yeah. N- I think... Nintendo's known for his gimmicks, and I'm glad yeah. they bring him up for the Switch. <laughs> but I, I think it, like you said, it, it it does well. as in it doesn't lock you into the gimmick. You yeah, know, hundred percent. Well, I, I suppose we're calling the gimmick, but I guess it's a, a feature if a we want to be, yeah. you know. But they, they're gimmicks. Nintendo, they're gimmicks. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly I, I, agree. I can't, I can't think of one complaint um even the story like it was just funny like it it was the typical princess peach gets kidnapped by browser and all this but there was just bit little bits in it like the the wedding and, and stuff that and you you get a suit and it's just yeah was that did i just spoil mario odyssey by accident i didn't even mean to oh, i think i think i think like the <laughs> wedding kind of look is that with the wedding and stuff is at the beginning of the game you see that that's gonna happen it is in a year of course and i think it's part of promotional too so don't worry about the spoiler yeah, yeah. You, you, um, you've just ruined it for me though it's a, it's a, it's a mario you've, you've, game it doesn't have you've confirmed my my bias <laughs> and never play another another mario game because it peaked in super mario world <laughs> what, was, but... what was the last mario game you finished phil i'm I think it was um it was a it was a SNES game, so that's definitely how far back it goes. <laughs> I um I'm trying to think was it was it uh, Mario World Two or Super Oh, I can't remember now. We need to do a video at some point which is just like the the top ten Mario games of all time. How many that, Mario games are there? More than ten. That's a lot. <laughs> There's Galaxy, Galaxy Two. They were the last two I played then before the sea. So, well, Mario's appeared in more than two hundred titles. Yeah, does, does Mario Kart classes a Mario yeah. game in the traditional sense though? Like, cause it's not like there's no <laughs> castles involved. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> well, I mean, if there's a castle on the map, does that count? Mm. And then the Super Smash Brothers games as well. Uh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Or Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, where the two finally crossed over. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I, think that was that wasn't the first one they were together in. But uh, it's the one that sprung to mind. <laughs> I, I I think another point I, I was going to make, and I just completely forgot about, was how it added to the Mario world as well with the the, the new worlds and stuff that you explore. 
and the like new characters it did quite well mm-hmm. there and um yeah and it didn't it didn't feel like those worlds didn't feel forced did they they didn't feel like oh yeah now this is a part of my it's like everything just felt so it's just natural yeah. yeah it's just you're, you're flying around a balloon you can you can explore new worlds his story doesn't I'd... actually make sense so you just accept it yeah. yeah it's just it's mario he's an italian plumber man he he his name is mario mario nothing in this world makes sense like it's just wait what his name is mario oh, the, mario mario the, the, this is yeah the, the mario, mario brothers, brothers movie um <laughs> so luigi is luigi <laughs> mario. mario yeah <laughs> oh, what? Yep. Yep. oh my fun fact of the day and it's shockdale but yeah mario mario <laughs> official <laughs> it's in his bio but that's the one thing mario is always like I'll add that one over on like Sonic. Like, as much as I love both types of games, like if you're talking any 2D platformers, Sonic always took it over Mario for me. Like they were back far and away, and like Sonic was the world that I kind of, as a kid I kind of immersed myself in. Like far, you know, I read all the comic books, I watched the TV series, all that sort of stuff. But then once they got to the 3D games, like um, the only ones then that had stayed definitely stand out as like really good 3d was like sonic generations um whereas mario just kept you know i suppose because he didn't have that whole speed thing mario is not a fast guy but uh how dare you <laughs> mario is speedy no <laughs> i i go i think as well the he might be speedy in some areas we have to ask um princess peach <laughs> well that was not a sexual uh, reference we promise um is it the family no, show? I, I get it because it, it, it is always like mario and sonic have always been like at the the button ends of each other and i think the difference between mario and sonic is the amount of love the nintendo put into mario games whereas yeah. Sonic games, no. I don't feel so much. Give give Sonic some more love. Sonic's so good. Come on. But do you, do you think that's because Nintendo effectively took over at that point as well? At some point. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think as well that the amount I think just the amount of care and quality Nintendo put into their games, you know. That they they're not gonna put out a, I, I imagine there are bad Mario games, but they they're not gonna put out anything that they don't feel is good enough it's, you know yeah. so much yeah yeah i mean with the sonic ones they had um i mean my my canon for sonic is one two three sonic and knuckles and sonic media that's it <laughs> um, but like well i mean i I'm, I'm oversimplifying it but like so many more of the 3d ones with i mean sonic i love sonic adventure um other ones not so much mm. but um Sonic 3, the first Sonic 3D game, Flicky's Island, was just. I mean, I played through and I completed it like a good, um, you know, Sonic fan should at the time when I was a kid. But it was an awful game. Yeah. It's just not a good game. Do you think? I'm not sure the time frame, but do you think the Sonic thing and the 3D ness of it was trying to rush into Mario's success with 64? 64 was the first 3D Mario, right? See, the first 3D Sonic was on the Mega Drive. I think that was oh, okay. part of the problem because it was. It was still. Um, I didn't know that. See, 
yeah, like the, they had, um, because I always get mixed up with this because it wasn't just like they had the Mega Drive, then they had the Sega Saturn, and then they had the Dreamcast, or was it the Saturn and Dreamcast the other way around? I don't know. But before that, they had um, this, the Mega Drive, and then there was a CD add on to it to be, make it into the Sega CD. It was literally a plug in <laughs> for like the played CD game, and then there was also the 32X, which was like 32 bit cartridges. Um, oh. Which again was a plug-in on top of the uh, Mega Drive, and they they, had, they made a game called uh, Knuckles Chaotix, which was a spin-off game starring Knuckles and like these other characters that they made up. But they all you played chose two of them, and you had to be attached by these rings at all times, so you couldn't just speed off like in the other games because the other guy would hold you back, and you had to like use these rings to connect it to like solve puzzles and stuff, and it was just. The nineties. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think uh, the the Mario thing as well is more. They understand what makes a Mario game good, you know, and and um, Odyssey just encapsulates everything that's good about a Mario a game. Mario game, yeah, hundred percent. You know, I think it is. It is the people will argue the Breath of the Wild is, but I, I think that Odyssey I, is I, the I, perfect I, Switch game. I, yeah, I th I think it trumps all over Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I think but... I think Odyssey over Breath of the Wild. We're gonna get some hate. Yeah, for we're that. gonna get cancelled tomorrow. Bro. Remember, if if you if you <laughs> if you want to send hate about that, it's at uh, is it AK Black and Red on on Twitter? It's not Dale the saying this. No, no. No. Yeah, I I, I am video. not I am not taking a side in Mario v Zelda. I'll take a side in Mario v Sonic, and yeah, we'll come out with Sonic team. But, but that's Sonic. less controversial, I think. <laughs> yeah. I... I, I yeah I I just if you were gonna say what was the best Switch game for me it'd be Odyssey hundred and ten percent I'm sorry guys I'm I'd sorry Stardew for me <laughs> yeah, I you, you, have, you haven't played Metroid Dread yet though have you That's like saying Skyrim is the best gen ninth <laughs> gen <laughs> Well technically it's the best old gen new gen, new gen yeah, yeah. Uh, past gens this gens gen, yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't got like a uh, Nintendo sixty four I was literally <laughs> Oh, so someone, someone needs to do that, like release um, a SNES Mega Drive 16-bit version of uh, Skyrim and GTA 5. Someone's someone's bound to have done something come, on those lines. It, it, it might it might come to the uh, to the Switch SNES 64 Genesis <laughs> when they come online. Just Todd Howard being like, "Remember when we released this? And no <laughs> yeah. one battered an island." <laughs> yeah. It's no longer Elder Scrolls Five. It's uh, it's Elder Scrolls One. <laughs> oh, jeez. Arena well, there is an Elder Scrolls. It's it's a re. I was going to say it is a re. I was going to say yeah, Daggerfall at one point. Uh, no, Daggerfall is it Daggerfall? No, I'm going to clip. I never played any of them. I played uh, Morrowind first. I I tried playing Morrowind a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it's not fun it to go back is. to, is it? It's painful. <laughs> it's very painful. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Do you two have any quick honourable mentions to round it up? I know I threw um, Ori in, and I will throw Hollow Knight in because Hollow Knight mm. is just oh, bring Silk Song out. God damn it! It I is. It is. Played the a while. demo, and it's taking a while. Sorry. Yeah. So, any honourable mentions? Uh, do you want to go first, Lloyd, or do you want me to? Uh, you can go first, mate. I haven't got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got, I mean, I've got a couple because I, I think I already threw out um, Sonic Mania, the Resident Evil 2 remake. I'd probably also say um, 
Plague Tale was a good game. Oh, that's a shout, actually. Yeah. Um, and the other one, although I, to my shame, I've yet to properly play it, but I haven't played just about enough of it. I would definitely, uh, as someone who needs to get more into the Soulsborne games, I would definitely say Bloodborne. Good game. I, I'm I, I'm gonna give Valhalla. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not gonna give Valhalla mine. Um, I was just gonna say because that bit of Welshness, boy. Yeah. Bit of Welshness. A bit of, boy. Uh, bring back the Mary Lou, like. Um, I'm probably mispronouncing Ooh, that, but um. It, made of scare on the Welsh front. If you want some uh, first person horror, well, horror. Yeah. Re- recommend some Welsh games to us as Welsh. Uh, you know, as, as Welshmen, I don't play enough Welsh scare. games. Maybe. Okay, sorry. In fact, honourable <laughs> mentions for for good um, PS4 generation games. Probably every PS4 game that I played, <laughs> except Twin Mirror. That's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I I got I got a question. This is a good question. Ooh. Worst game of the generation. Oh. Bearing in mind, Cyberpunk was this generation, so no. <laughs> See, I, I couldn't... I played an hour of it, and it, it didn't hold my attention. Cyberpunk, I was just like... Mm. Mm. I, this isn't a bad game. It, it's it's an okay game. But it's my letdown of the generation, and it has to go to Outer Worlds. Like, Wait, what? My letdown, yeah. No, Outworld, Outworld. I, I, I just didn't enjoy it. Outworld was awesome. <laughs> I, I, for me, I, I think it was just Obsidian had such a high pedestal with, with, with Lloyd's, New Vegas. Lloyd's and... off and cut. This is the last show with Lloyd's. Just yeah, nah. <laughs> I, every, I've, I tried to go back to it. I've completed it, and I tried to go back to it, and I just, I couldn't. Nah, it, it was just it for me. I, I, yeah, that's mine, and. It's not a bad game. I'm not saying it's a bad game, but I think it, it was my own fault. I, I I would say because I put it on such a high pedestal, I thought it was just gonna blow my mind, and it just didn't. And you spent a lot of money on seventy six, and you picked that over it. Do you know what? I completely forgot about seventy six? That's my that's my letdown of the generation. That that's how much I I that's how much of a letdown it was. I forgot about it. Oh. Well, that's that. <laughs> uh, the I, the like. I got a helmet. Trying, I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain now, trying to think of games like from from this the generate like which I genuinely like didn't find a way because I'm not overly dis- like even when I can see a game like it's a bit too simplistic or it's a, generally, if they're enjoyable, I'll give it enough of a pass where I'll talk about it in bad terms, but I'll generally enjoy it. And I might even play it more than once. But there were two, like so. That, like I mentioned, Twin Mirror. I played it all the way to the end, um, and I was bored to tears the whole time. Like it was just not interested. Like it, it's like it sets up this, like it's got this potentially interesting mechanic of this guy goes into his mind palace. And he's talking to what I think is like his dead unborn twin. Although I'm, I'm still not 100 percent sure of it, even having completed the game. Um, and like there's all this, stuff, but there's never any sense of drama or danger or agency and it just you just sort of like muddle forward through the whole thing and the only times you might have to do like these little mini chase sequences inside your mind they're just like really bad mechanically like so you just like 
die several times and you don't find yourself caring too much. Um, and then at one point, the, the most entertaining part was when one of the characters didn't render except for his face. That was the, like, the most entertaining part of that game. <laughs> um, and then the other one was a really obscure game, but I bought on a whim because it was two quid. So I bought uh, Sherlock Holmes, the de- the Devil's Daughter, it was called, and I, I turned it on and I watched like the first the opening cutscene started it, and then it was like, nah, and I never returned to it since. <laughs> I'll be honest, the only reason I completed that was because it was an easy thousand gamer score. Like that's literally um, the only reason. <laughs> damn, you thirsty for the gamer score? Don't oh, worry, I, I, I've done I, it. I, I've I done it. Just, you did like a competition thing with yourself. Um, <laughs> I, know. I spent a lot of money on easy thousand gamers go and shoot with games I've never been too tempted by the, the, the easy achievements thing like uh, like the, 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 the game where you like just tap the mayo tin over and over again and it's like, for an easy you leave, you leave the mayo game out of this <laughs> I've seen it I've, I should have got it okay it was my backup Sherlock Holmes was not, well, it was not a great game. And they're it, releasing it, a new one, which I'm not excited for. Yeah, isn't that like the, the new one where he's like some sort of I don't know, weird like sexy crime fighter or something like that? It's it's not, it doesn't like what I've seen of it just didn't make me think Sherlock Holmes. It made me think like I don't know, generic action game set in Sherlock Holmes' time. We, we've had you said that so. In, you you said that and you looked so interested. Saying it's like, just, yeah, Sherlock Holmes is fun. we've had two of the greatest Sherlock Holmes interpretations with Benedict Cumberbatch and Robert Downey Jr. You're not going to top. That. I I still think Robert Downey Jr. is the best. That's a very un unpopular opinion, but oh my lord, Robert Downey. No, no, Jr. I mean, I, I will agree with Robert Downey Jr. But I have to say, um, ah, oh, what's his name? Johnny Lee Miller. In shit in before time elementary, which is I... like where he goes to America. He's recovering from drug addiction, and Lucy Lou is is, is um, Joan Watson. Oh. That is a very underrated interpretation of Sherlock I, Holmes. Do you know what? I didn't even know it was Sherlock Holmes in elementary. Elementary Watson. It's 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 a very good. Uh, it's very entertaining. I, I've done. I've watched at least two seasons of it, I think, but it's definitely and there's it's... a lot more of it than, than um the Bendy Dick Cucumber Batch ones. The bat. <laughs> uh... Benedict alone. Is the the Benedict one is that BBC? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah. But um yeah, there's a there's another guy Richie, uh is it Guy Ritchie directs them, the Sherlock Holmes with RDJ? I'm pretty sure it is. Is it Guy Ritchie? Is it? I think it is. Am I wrong? No. I might be wrong. Also, I mean, if it is, it's probably the. It doesn't. It's yeah. good enough that it doesn't. You can't always tell it's a Guy Ritchie film, unlike yeah. um, the like. Is that did either of you watch Guy Ritchie's King Arthur? Oh, let's yes. not bring that up. Let's not bring that up. <laughs> I like it. Guy Ritchie, the uh, the. Robert Downey Jr. It was shit. bad. Uh, hold on. Let's Ooh. find out. 
while you find, I think I'll mention my game quickly. And we all know what it's going to be. Spider-Man. <laughs> no, I joke, I joke, I joke. Dynasty Warriors 9. <laughs> just, I'm just going to say the name. Everyone knows why. It was, yeah. Don't have to say anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was a Guy Ritchie film. I thought it was, yeah. There is, I'm which is, big which is why, I, which is why. I mean, I didn't didn't realize that at the time, mainly because uh, Sherlock Holmes didn't call anyone slag. But um... <laughs> wait, what? I was literally reading through that being a Guy Ritchie film, but I heard slag. <laughs> I I stayed away from swearing the entirety the of thing, this recording. It, we, we, yeah, we we've done a lot of hours on this, and that was ruined. <laughs> Start again. God damn it, Bill. Everyone just get all your swears out now just so whoever's editing has to pop all her all in. It's, <laughs> a, it's a reference to a Guy Ritchie film he's considered. Uh, oh, damn. So I ruined it. it that's fine. That's fine. We, we can have in like a little... Well, <laughs> we can have in this, this really meta moment where we're talking about whether or not we should keep this in the edit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's meta. Yeah. But um but yeah, as I was just saying, because uh, it's a guy Ritchie film, I was really surprised that, that uh, Sherlock Holmes didn't call anyone a slag. Yeah, nah fair. Because yeah. after the King Arthur, Arthur interpretation. <laughs> yeah. Such a bad film. Oh, it's so bad, but it's so good. Like ain't, ain't another film where there's like a sniping bow scene. <laughs> it's amazing. I know, what can we do with King Arthur to make him more interesting? Let's fit, let's fit it into every other Guy Ritchie film template. And, yeah. <laughs> with voiceovers. Because <laughs> it's not a Guy Ritchie film without voiceovers. Voice, you need a good voiceover, don't you? Yeah, you do, mate. You do. Yeah. Games of the generation. Yeah, I think. Gender there? Am I... Am I... I think you might have just seen Lauren pop back in there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, she wanted to wave at the end of the the episode, like. You know. <laughs> should we should we say our goodbyes? Go for it. Goodbye. Right. Okay. So thank you for stopping by, everyone, because it's your boys at Uncapped. I'm joking. <laughs> right. Thank you for it's stopping the boys. by. And uh, I hope you, if you've got any disagreements or arguments with controversies of our opinions, posted the thing down below. <laughs> At Captain Squeaks on Twitter, at all your controversy. Yeah, so just just aim it at me. I don't mind. I don't care. Captain Squeaks. I ignore Twitter mostly anyway. So (laughs) you do. (laughs) Right. Ta ta. Ta ta.